I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Christ! That's it. Hey! I hear it in my head. <laughs> That's a new theme song? You hear that in your head? Yeah, I Do hear you it. hear me in your head? Sometimes. Because it's roast mortem. And, and I'm here. here to tell you that it's just that. Because oh, we're wait. going extreme tonight, okay? Oh, yeah? My name's Tom. My name is Travis. I'm not one of the voices in your head. But I am, because you're listening to me. I'm Mike. And I have voices in my head. Yes. Tight. I'm Connor, and I'm another one of the voices in your head. So all the things we say, all the things we say are running through your head, running through your head. I can't get you guys off my mind. <laughs> Isn't that song about yeah. lesbians? That's a great song. I love that song. I didn't say it wasn't. I'm Mike just, doesn't know what the song is. Oh, it's, it's uh, what been, Tattoo, right, Travis? Right? Yeah, so, no, it's, it was actually used in a Subaru commercial. Right, exactly. Uh, I'm yes. just making sure it's a progressive enough song. Subarus are good cars. I know three people in my life who've gotten Subarus within like the last six weeks. You know me. I mean, look, I'm tucking Travis it in right now. Beautiful man. Yeah, he's right there. He's scissoring our buddy Rem. He's doing it. Anyway, these <laughs> <laughs> glasses hurt my ears. Oh yeah. So right now, for those of you at home, Travis and Mike are donning what I would call the finest piece of eyewear. On this side of the hemisphere. So we spent your Patreon money on. That's right. We bought everyone. Pit Vipers for everyone. <laughs> yes. All the oh, Patreon yeah. money yep. directly to Pit Vipers. Thank That's you. All, Connors are all... in the mail. His head's pretty big, so we're waiting for the extended. I need the extra turbo. As yes. They yeah, yeah turbo, extra turbo. turbo pit. <laughs> yeah, we put them on, the earpieces fall off. It's crazy. <laughs> I am so excited because I'm, I'm going to do windsurfing now that I own this. <laughs> oh, I'm better. You, I think yeah. you're legally obligated. Yeah, windsurfing. Sled necking, yeah. Sled, yeah. <laughs> whatever the hell that is. All right. So speaking of pit vipers, we should really get into the most extreme activity. Uh, how was your week? Boy. So breaking it down, being humble, giving one up to the Lord, uh, and telling me. our listeners how it's been. Right, uh, Mike. I'm gonna come back to you because you. you're so fucking bad at this. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> have have an excellent story to Just, tell you. Oh, good. You want to start then? I mean, someone else should go first. <laughs> I don't want to be uh, the you want to prep your story. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. When, Everyone else is Sherry, you know. I want to be the hog. Right, Mike always hog. I don't really have much to share. I was just busting Tom's chops. Wow. I got I got a little story, but it's consider not- me busted. Busting Tom's nuts. Yeah. Connor, how was your week? Uh, so my week was going, you know, good. Yeah. You know, not great, just a normal average week. And then yesterday, for the first time in my life, I was pulled over. By an officer of the oh. law. From first time. First time ever. First time. Oh, State trooper. On Ocean Parkway, so definitely was speeding. There's yeah, nothing around. <laughs> State trooper. Also, you couldn't call any friends. No, I I, they, they I texted ha- my friends. one friend who was a cop, and he was like, "Give me some advice about it." And then he goes, "Was it a local guy?" I was like, "No, trooper." He goes, "Oh, you're fucked." Yeah, <laughs> that was his only response. He just goes, "You're fucked." Just like relax. <laughs> that quote yeah. of time, Connor. You know, they got they got cool hats. I mean, they, they didn't even wear hats. Want. That was the annoying part. They didn't even look he, cool. He wasn't wearing a hat? No, they're in like their summer grays. Oh, <laughs> well, you know what? Fuck. I think he just got scammed, dude. That, that was some guy that... that I'll plead not guilty and say, I don't think they were state troopers. They did not have hats. Yeah. yeah. You could do that. Not wearing uniform. That might work. Might happen. Well, so what? Uh, how much do you owe now? 
I don't state. know. It literally happened last night. Oh, um, damn. So it's at least it's going to be over. Like the surcharges and the administration fee is like it's like at least over. Let's 200. just let's just say that based off the speed I was going, New York State and myself got their money's worth for my first ticket. Okay, <laughs> I, yeah, was, I was hell going yeah. Quick, so Mazel. Yeah, it's such bullshit, yeah. dude. There's going to be a pothole that they fill in. They're going to write Connor on it. <laughs> I, I would love that. I'd visit that yeah. pothole once a month. Yeah, pet it. <laughs> pet it. Mine goes to the flag waivers. Almost lost my car in the last week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Blew up my tire. Hell yeah. All right. So that's terrible news. Yeah. But I'm excited that you experienced it. So it makes character. It's a good story. I was upset yesterday. Still a little upset, especially when I see that bank account. But, uh, you know, it builds character. I'm just going to live and learn. All the leftover pit viper money, I will (laughs) pay for your. Yeah. Who cares about money when you have pit vipers? That's right. All the pit vipers that New York State is going to be able to buy. Based off my speeding ticket. <laughs> probably a lot. Yeah. But that's probably why I wasn't wearing a hat. They were transitioning to a new uniform. Oh pit God. Vipers only on state troop. Cops would be way cooler if they wore Pit Vipers. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> be more compliant. <laughs> I don't know. That's This is a contentious point. Um, maybe we can re-examine that later. But Travis, you're weak. How is the fire that is Portland? Uh, Portland's still nasty, but you know, as as you mentioned, I got these pit vipers. I've been rocking them. You look great. Shout out the pit vipers, sponsor roast mortem cast, please. Uh, so I might look cool up front, but I am not so cool on the top of my head because I realize that I'm starting to go. Well, I'm losing a little bit of hair. Uh, oh, oh yeah, man, I'm losing a little bit of hair. I sw- yo Travis need a for him sponsorship. <laughs> we need, yeah, yeah, we need hair sponsorship. And girl shampoo, Travis. I'm telling you. I use girl shampoo right, when I tuck it sorry. in, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm already fucked, dude. So uh, another sponsor that we could possibly have, Keeps. I got myself a Keeps subscription. Did you Putting really? that juice on my head? Yeah. You, you look full-bodied. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell from this angle that you're going bald. Well, because I basically have, if I if, if I keep losing at this rate, I'm going to have a gnarly comb-over. Wow. So, like, all my hair just kind of, like, flows to one side, uh, so it kind of covers up the thinning. Okay, well, this is going to be funny uh, to look at in a little while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've already seen me as male part- pattern baldness that one time when uh, I shaved my whole body. That was awesome. If that you keep yeah. shaving your hair, it grows back, doesn't it? That's what they say. I mean, give it, it a try. healthier. You just well, keep I'm shaving your test head. Test that out, Mike. Test that I out. might do that. I heard, I've heard that. You grow your dead hair off. It grows back. It's dry. Yeah. I'm pissed. I've never fucking. I don't wear hats all the time. There's people that wear hats all the time. I never wear hats. You need more sun. Yeah, you have to just stop being so. Uh, get out there. Yeah, it could be stress related. Could be too. But uh, might be alopecia. It might be not with that. Oh, uh, legs. <laughs> well, you look yeah. sexy regardless. So don't worry about it. I had alopecia once. Oh. I had like a golf ball size uh, hair clump just fall out. It was fun. Tom, what about you? You've got a mane going on right now. It's lion hair. You I'm also going. got a spony right now. Yeah, I got this like you weird got the side bun. ponytail going. I'm trying to do a side ponytail because if I walk around with a one on top of my head, everyone's gonna go, look at that fucking asshole. You got a look side at, bun. Look at this LA shithead walking around. There's long no, that's awful what I think I'd I rather look Tom retarded. Yeah. I'd, ra- I'd rather look retarded with the side bun than look like I that I'm pretentious. Oh, I see, I see, see? I see with the top yeah, bun. Yeah, it's a spoon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like this it. is what I do. Um, apparently, apparently that is the real. You know, you watch the Vikings, right? And you see Ragnar with like my haircut, but right. apparently that's what Vikings used to wear. Like Side Norse runs? people, they used to wear a ponytail in the front of their head. That's sick. 
Well, yeah, yeah because unicorn? you don't want someone grabbing it from behind. Yeah. Anyway, so that's how I live. I just got back from Chicago the other day. How was that? It was awesome. The Windy City. Uh, the, I heard out. I heard this from a, a Uber driver that it is called the Windy City not because of the wind, but rather the politics. Really? Apparently, yeah. I thought city- it was because of the. I thought it was because of the Chicago dogs. It gets windy <laughs> after actually, you eat those. I didn't. <laughs> Eat one, and I'm really oh, mad that I God. couldn't get that on my sketch. Okay? What the fuck is wrong with you? Justin goes we to Chicago last year, and he doesn't get fucking deep dish, and then you all right? First, don't get a Chicago dog. At the risk of sounding redundant to some of my diehard fans out there, on Heavy Hole, I already ranted about the pizza. If you like bullshit, then you get a deep dish pizza. <laughs> all right, glad, that's all we need fuck to hear. Fuck you, Chicago. That's all. No, we need. Honestly, Chicago's okay. a great city, but your opinion on pizza is. Massively flawed. Well, yeah, it's um, not a pizza; it's a casserole. But I'm I can't believe now. you didn't get one of their dogs because Chicago dogs this are is, amazing. This is something I was looking forward to, but I drink too much, uh, and when I drink too much, I forget to do common man things. <laughs> I'm out there doing extraordinary <laughs> man things. I'm I'm telling yeah. other people how to live. It's great, but you really dropped the ball on that time. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. We're going to continue to shit on you for I'm going to ask you how your week is, like, any second now. Can't wait for you to drop the ball. Where's, <laughs> that, where's that story, Mike? Can't wait to hear that story. All right, cool, great. Up. Anyway, Chicago is a beautiful place, and uh, the Windy City thing comes from the amount of council members that they have in City Hall. Oh. Uh, they have 57 or 58 council members, and they've all managed to make full-time jobs out of it, and nothing gets done in the city. For comparison, New York has seven or eight Council members. It sounds like a lot. (laughs) So uh, it's basically a city that can't get shit done, and every politician's a windbag, which makes sense. I mean, what Lori Lightfoot? She's such a butthole. Uh, I want to fart on her, but then it might be a hate crime. I don't know. They had they had that big thing where like all the cops like had a black site, like you know, like an off-site fucking off the radar where they were like humping people's legs and shit. I Who don't know. cares? Who cares? It's a city of dogs. Hot dogs. Let them hump legs. Who yeah! cares? Yeah, hot dogs. All right, either way, I do really like Chicago. I can't wait to go back. I had an awesome time. I met up with Grant and Kevin from Thought Cops. I did a live show. Well, I watched a live show with them. And uh, they're very funny live. And then I went to another podcast show because it just so happened to be playing. Uh, Who are these podcasts with Carl? Uh, I don't oh. even know Carl's last name, but that was fun. I met Dick Masterson and Cripple Jesus there. Uh, Cripple Jesus, what's his? Uh, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit with Adam from Houston? That's yeah. a great show. It's a lot of fun. I keep telling Adam, we gotta get Adam on the show. Yeah, we were actually talking about that. I'm gonna get. We have to arrange that with Adam, and we're gonna. I, I think Woody Allen. I'm gonna make a preemptive script Jesus. because I, I think Cripple Jesus hates Jews, and that's funny. To me. <laughs> so let's get him on. I'm looking forward to getting them both in the show. But look, what yeah. I am looking forward to is before we get on our script, Mike, how was your wee? He's got a story. I, I don't know. It's not only really a, a story. It's more like a, a realization of like what's really inside me. I was sitting in, I was sitting in traffic. And uh, that's probably a really boring story. No, tell me. Tell me, dude. You've already got me so hyped up. I mean, yeah. Chicago means sitting in traffic. Light. Yeah. And the lady in front of me lets the fucking person go in front. Bullshit. And the light changes to fucking red. I'm like, all right, I'll get one. It's all right. You let go. Come on. And then there's so much traffic on the other side that people keep, like, going in the intersection so you can't go around because people are trying to make lefts. Right. That makes any sense. It's all, it's a clusterfuck. And the light keeps changing. Like, it keeps, like, going from, like, green to red. Like, I'm waiting. It keeps changing. 
And I finally get to like the light where it's about to be my turn. I can cross the intersection. Or I'm in front of someone. Someone's in front of me, and then it's like we're like the first two cars to go. Right. All right. Does it make it clear still? Very clear. I got a good picture. And this motherfucker gets he like they park right in the front, and this person like won't go around. So I start laying on the horn like go like finally I just had enough. And then like, I turned around. I was crossing the intersection. I gave the person the middle finger. I like, laid down on my horn and drove away. And then I got home and I realized, like, damn, that was insane. I need to chill out and, like, Relax. came to a realization. I think that, that was like, the perfect, appropriate reaction to have. You put, yeah. like, I, like, I went situation. insane, though. Yeah. I was like, damn, like, I really stopped. out in the car yeah. and then it won't affect your day-to-day. True. Also, contain the rage so it's funny. Yeah, but it was pretty funny at the moment. Was it like, wasn't funny to me. That was a terrible story. <laughs> I was like, I completely of anger, I guess you could say. I completely uh, blanked out. What happened? What was he? He was sitting in traffic he and he ordered Domino's and then got home. <laughs> it's staying. This is staying. <laughs> and that's an example of how Mike's week has been, and I won't have it any other way. And that's why you don't drive cars. Right. Okay. Don't drive cars. Amazing. Everyone should drive the cars it, that are in cars. Like, I listen the to movie. the podcast. You don't cut anything out. I tell you to cut <laughs> out. God damn it. If you don't cut this out, I swear to God. That's a bad story. Why don't you guys let me tell me that story? I'll let you, you said you had a story to tell. You told us. I did. Yeah. I thought it would be good. I think it's a great story, Mike. And I think that you should ask me what we're doing today because we have formalities on the show, I guess. What are we doing today? Tom? Who's on the block tonight? Thanks. I appreciate you asking because... The man we're doing tonight has taken up a lot of my time recently, emotionally. I'm very attached to this man. If you listen to the show, I would have to say one thing. If, if you're, this isn't your first episode, to set a preface, move over, Cary Grant. There's a new oh. man in Tom's heart. Oh. There's Woo. someone who I not only look up to, but I'm truly infatuated with his body of work and even his body. Wow. I will Tom. summarize him through his own quotes for you. I do not live in the world of sobriety. And the better class of person is in a pub. Oh, oh okay. Wow. All right. I like this. I like this. I like this. That's yes. beautiful. We're talking about who Oliver is Reed. I don't know who that is. All right. If you haven't heard Oliver Reed, it's okay. This is a good place to start because I'm going to I'm I'm do, do my best job to summarize and tell you what's going on. But also, there's a lot to cover here, so I can't possibly cover it all without dragging you through days of mud. In fact, I think I could start a whole show based on Oliver Reed. Like, really? Truly, not just one episode, not three episodes. You could do like a filmography, like watch each of his movies. And yes, I can dive on him. Just week to week, what has happened in his life? <laughs> I could probably do a show that's at least sixty to seventy episodes. Uh, spin off, spin off uh, series. Yeah, there roast, you go, Tom. Roast Reed, roasting Reed, host Reed. roasting Reed, mm. roasting so, Reeds. He's an, a phenomena amongst men. His acting moved the air. They say he mastered the art of stillness, even more than acting. This guy pounded more liquor, drank more beer, and destroyed more property and punched more faces than any subject on the show so far. Holy shit. Damn. Right. His his acting career, work. I believe he's in over 120 films. Um, that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And yeah, he's that's... up and down. His career is up and down. 
That's about a little bit less than Bruce Willis or Samuel Jackson. It's like one year of being a porn star. Yeah, it's not enough <laughs> Johnny Sins, I would say that. They weren't ha- hazardous enough to have on set to deter producers from bringing them on. Uh, we'll get into that. We got to start. Born the 13th of February, 1938, in Wimbledon, London, to Peter Reed, who was a cowardice journalist. We'll get into it. And his wife, Marcia Napier Andrews. Now, Oliver had acting in his blood. His grandfather, Sir Herbert Beerbaum Tree, founded the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in 1904. Tom, 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 you gotta stop right there. Beard, (laughs) beard bomb? No, beer bomb. is the most English name I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I love one, get a beer bomb. I'll give you an idea. (laughs) Sir Herbert Beerbaum Tree. Sir Herbert Beerbaum Tree. That's right. And his father's brother was Sir Carol Reed, famous director of The Third Man, to name one of his 50 directed works that he did. Third Carol Man. Carol Reed, yeah, The oh. Third Man. It's considered one of the finest pieces of film from the English uh, film industry. Oh. Which also I has thought that its was waves. Mr. Bean. <laughs> no, it's Mr. Bean Goes on Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. One, so the one where he's on the car. Level. <laughs> uh, like I said, his dad was a coward. Why is that? I'll tell you. He was a conscientious... Uh, conscientious I can't say his fucking word. Conscientious. Conscientious objector. Uh, that which mean? means that during wartime, he chose to not fight, and his service was limited to medical. Which so, war? Wait, which war are we talking about? World War One or World War Two? World War Two. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, he's a coward. I'd That's be like, if, if it was World War One, I'd be like, ah, I'd be like, okay. smart man. He got out of the yeah. trenches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now World War like Two. Got- yeah, World War Two. You got fucking Dunkirk and the Nazis fucking bombing <laughs> London. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, and this guy's like, I don't know. Maybe we should stay out of this. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should just let him bomb us. Hands off, guys. Hands off. <laughs> now, I'm not sure if that him being a coward had anything to do with his relationships being on the rocks, but with his wife, it sure was on the rocks. Okay? Like I said, he's a total coward. So the mom ends up running away from the father with just Ollie, leaving his brother with <laughs> the Peter. Yeah, oh, so David, the older Peter, uh, David, the older oh. brother, uh, he's left with Peter and Ollie's away with mom. That's like the clearest, which of your kids is your favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so bad. Like, <laughs> I'm running out of here and I'm taking just one of you. Yeah. I'll take yeah, the two. You yeah. suck, kid. You got more time. Yeah. So Ollie does see wartime. Um, a Nazi actually crashed near his house in a plane. It was a cottage that they were living in. Uh, out Kind of out, outside of Wimbledon, uh, somewhat country-esque, but far, uh, en- away, uh, far enough away from London. And his dad is still a conscientious <laughs> objector. Like, some yeah. kraut fucking stumbles out of his bush, and he's like, Ah, hello! <laughs> he's like, I will shoot you or rape kids! Well, uh, d- you know, everyone calm down. This man no might not fight. want no to, to fight. kill and rape kids now. It sounds like Portland with their hobo situation. <laughs> it's just like that. I don't no to chuff your britches. <laughs> so Ollie's with his mother from a very young age. I, I think it was like three or four. She moved away with the kid. And um, 
she introduces him to pretty much just like being around bar culture because she worked in a bar. The place they lived was, I think it was next to a bar. I'm not sure if it was on like a, on top or under, but either way, she was working this place and he met a lot of World War II soldiers, trainees, uh, corporals, all, everyone there who was doing uh, training. There was all kinds of training happening there. Well, and people had seen some shit. So they would come by and they'd hang out with Marcia, who was a little bit Marcia, who was a little bit of a wartime whore. Shout out to her and shout out to them. Did, uh, did she, did, yeah, did she get some American dick too? Because I know oh, those, the Americans oh. were over there training. Uh, there yes. was like two million Americans in Britain. <laughs> yeah. Like 1943. Dude, it, it was uh, the she liked the Americans. Marcia was a fan. She, Those she ballpark like Franks, you know what I mean? Right. So they did a couple of years of this. Nolly, by the time he's like five or six, um, let's say, Connor, fix your microphone. Did Did she write that song like, You'll be our American boy, American, American boy. Yeah, that's stupid. You. That's her, actually. She's oh. dead now. Uh, whoever wrote that. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know. Wow. What a great ghostwriter. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me go to like shop somewhere. So she she's doing the dick down. She's having a good time. So uh, after a while, Peter comes up to the cottage and drops off uh, David, the older brother. Now, Ollie had totally forgotten that he had an older brother. So Oy. His initial reaction when meeting his older brother, which I, I like this a lot, was throw his dog over the banister uh, in excitement. <laughs> Wait. Wait, That's Tom. Like a celebration? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking, when you said throw his dog off the banister, I thought that was some type of English expression. No, but, but that... did he actually throw his dog off of the banister? Yeah, he took some little <laughs> fucking shitty chihuahua thing or whatever that did, <laughs> and just like threw it over the banister. I think it was like, hey, here's your older brother. Oi. And Ollie's like, <laughs> I gotta throw my dog. What now? Yeah, abuse my dog. Oh. Yeah, just, well, I think he was trying to impress him. Oh, it was weird. How high is the banister are we talking? How high? <laughs> Look like at my dog. Look at how he can land. Second story or some shit. Like, I guess dog. we're going second story, Mike. Second story, what a piece of shit. Nah, he's oh. great. Is this roast mortar? Which was roasts, dude. Tom, what the fuck? Nah, because Tom's I like him. Tom fell in love with likes this guy. Yeah. You kidding me? I likes this guy. Oh, Peter, hello. It's turning into toast <laughs> mortar now. What are you saying? That does sound like a cockney expression, dude. Oh, throw your dog off a banister. <laughs> Don't worry. He, uh, if you could, that's a fucking dog, you piece of shit. Well, look, if you could surmise a expression that isn't the literal version of that, he does that plenty later. So right. it's not a problem. Okay. okay, you'll get your fill of that, you sick fucks. Yeah. Well, I lived <laughs> over there, so yes, it is an expression. I remember oh, hearing that many uh, times. Throw your dog over your banister, ain't it? <laughs> All right. So after, like... I, I mentioned that there was a Nazi airplane that crashed around the house, but after that, they remained fairly unimpacted by the war. It was really like a London thing and other, other areas, Liverpool, that was getting bombed mm -hmm. and shit. But where they were, they didn't see anything else. They did see the troops, though. They saw the them, them practicing paratrooping and stuff on a local bridge. So Oliver is like, oh, that looks sick as fuck. So what he does is that he forgets that he doesn't know how to swim, and he goes and he wants to hang out and make an impression with the boys, so he goes onto this bridge and jumps off of it. Oh, I forgot. I don't know how to swim. <laughs> yes, that is gnarly, too. Exactly. Now you know how to swim to I, do that shit. Well, how I, do you not know how to swim? You just move your limbs around. I don't know. Sometimes, I don't know. I just bridge. never understood Sometimes that. you don't even move your limbs just to yeah. float. <laughs> yeah, just float. <laughs> I guess you panic. You're like, I don't know what's I don't going know. on. You, know? you don't know how to swim. It's just like running. 
You just move your legs. Yeah, but just he's just jumping off a bridge. He's like, oh, wait, I don't know how to swim. I forgot. He figured it out like halfway through the air. But this is the kind of guy Ollie was his whole life. Like he's just seven. like, let's jump, just do it. Jump first, That's learn how to swim later. He's six or yeah. seven. It's not like... What? I would never do that at seven years. Oh, badass. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why you're not a famous Hollywood actor, Fuck. Mike. That's why I'm ready to sacrifice a dog or two. <laughs> for this yeah. guy. Yeah, Lock the banister. Just for fun. So anyway, he jumps off the bridge, and lo and behold, there is a, a, a trainer who sees him happen, this happening and goes, ah, ah, as the English does. And he jumps off into the water and he saves him. And the man who saved him, he went by the name of Lovely Gravy. Oh, I like that. <laughs> what a sexual name. He had name. some lovely gravy. Yeah. How English was that? And I think that this lovely gravy guy was laying pipe in his old old mama there. Oh, uh, yeah, I definitely. think Marcia got def- some of that lovely All gravy. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she or she got lovely, the money shop. Lovely or, jubbly gravy in it. Efficient chips are great. I'm up on me toes. <laughs> 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 so, oh, let me give you a little a lovely gravy in the black pudding. Oh, <laughs> oh, throw my dog off the banister. Thanks. <laughs> throw me Lo- dog off the banister to be lovely gravy. Love, you want a spotted dick of lovely gravy? <laughs> Enough of this dirty talk. So, Marcia, she's uh, she's cold to her children. She's like, Ugh. she's like, I am busy. I'm busy taking pens. I got this disgraceful husband who's not patriotic. I got to do my part as a woman. I got fucked as many of these dudes as possible. Didn't have OnlyFans back then. Mm -hmm. So that happened for a bit. That was cool. The three of them were up in uh, out in Wimbledon, chilling, uh, or the countryside now. Rather, not Wimbledon. They moved back to Wimbledon though, as uh, I believe the bar situation dried up. Something like that happened, and uh, they move in with none other than a man named Lancelot, who is Marsh's dad. Who seemed to be one of the funnest drunks out there? He served in World War One, and he was as racist as you can get. But the oh. fun kind, because it was about it was about other white people, oh, okay. you know, like oh, Krauts against Italians and Germans. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, great. Th- Good that's stuff. the fun Good stuff. One. Yeah, yeah, that's the fun one. We gotta, yeah. we gotta, yeah, we can all we can all take a jab here or there. You fucking Hungarians. <laughs> I don't right, even so know a racial slur for a Hungarian. We're all European descendants, so we can be racist other Europeans. Of course. Yes. <laughs> That's oh, on I'm 100% American. Don't ever t- get it twisted. You're Native American. Well, I'm sorry for stealing <laughs> your land. Yeah. <laughs> you better be sorry. So, Grandpa was that a Was that, sorry, Mike, was that a Native American accent you were trying to do? <laughs> no. Remember, or was that How just dare you, you say I try and say something in America, like, uh, to take away from society? <laughs> How dare you? So you got to sneak those in. I was Italian. I'm sorry to, to get you guys all <laughs> flustered like that. You're stuck on Gotti. I know you. <laughs> yeah. Continue with the script, Todd. We're getting off topic with we my sure talk. sure are. We sure are. <laughs> so he, this guy's racist. Yeah, this guy's racist. Europe. But yeah, he's yeah. fun racist. He's the yeah. kind of guy who, like, downs a pint of gin and then marches around the living room playing some old English biddies, singing the songs, saying shit about crowds, and letting the kids crawl all over him while he's down on all fours. Oh, like, no. oh, I'm a tank, yeah. and we're going to go crush the crowds. Yeah. So... <laughs> I'm going to kill Jerry. Patriotism from this guy. Uh, unfortunately, he was killed only six or seven months into them being with him in an airstrike. Oh, oh so uh, just blown up oh, while heading to the car. He's just like, I've got me, Jen. I'm ready to be feet, if you know what I mean. And then, blam, he's gone. Do you think he was like flipping off the German bombers as they're going by? And that. Oi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And actually, they saw it. They saw it. Yeah. They're like, 
Fuck that guy. I was <laughs> yeah. going to not bomb you. Hans, do you now... see that guy down there? <laughs> He's flipping us off, I think. Oh, let's make a big old U-turn in our U-boat of the sky. <laughs> he is flipping us off the eagle. We must give him a, a big boom boom. <laughs> Could you imagine a guy named Lancelot just standing like next to a bush, Oi, screaming you for hours? Chums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get off my airspace! I'll call the boys up on ya. Yeah, that's, that's my drone right space in it. I need to record myself doing my vlog. Me vlog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you vlogger. So after Lancelot was slaughtered by a dirty kraut, Oi. Marcia sent the kids to boarding school. Which Oliver, of course, was not a fan of. He uh, he th- he felt tricked mm. uh, because she was just like, "Yeah, get in the car. We're going for a drive. Also, uh, bring all your belongings." Did they the have? They're like, they're like, I don't know. I've been hoodwinked. Did, did they, <laughs> they have money? Did they have money, or was this just like every kid in England is Harry Potter and goes to boarding school? This- so yeah, here here's what's interesting about that's a great question. There was some money there. It okay. was not, they weren't tremendously wealthy. In fact, uh, earlier when they were up in the cottage, they were rather poor. But I think after Lancelot died, there was money in the family. So Oliver's education is extremely spotty. He's He never did the boarding school all the way through, as I'll get into in a bit. He never took his A-levels. I don't yeah. even know what that means. That's it's like the British SATs. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, like no, when Canadians did. say like grade grade twelve or something. Grade A. <laughs> yeah. eh? A le- your A levels yeah. determine what uh what university you go to. What oh, okay. uni you go to. Well he never uni. went to a uni. Um he Fresh wasn't a good student at all. <laughs> uh, excuse me. He was a class clown and he was dis- uh, dyslexic, but back then they didn't really know what that was. Mm. He was so, mentally disabled back yeah. then. Yeah. Like I swear I'm dyslexic to a degree I have to be because I'm so bad at everything. I get my numbers fucked, dude. I'm like, oh, dude, you see that? See that chick 96, bro? <laughs> yeah, you would. You would. Yeah. No, that's just a woman whose back of the head is in another woman's ass and, <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> They're just laying ass to head. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Which is still hot. Awful. I'd still watch it. Is it? Is it? It looks like two confused women's. It's two naked women. You're gonna. They naked? No, I yeah. thought they were closed when they're 96. That's oh, why. Oh, yeah. okay. they're in Full power clothes. suits. Yeah. yeah, they're in power. So even more reason to watch yeah. if they're in power oh, yeah. suits. Well, a lot of lubricant there. <laughs> this is how you get ahead. Mm-hmm. So, Marcia, she somehow she becomes a uh, traveling actress. Like I said, they have acting in the blood. Um, not a lot of notoriety, but she would visit the boys every now and then at school, and. Uh, Overall, not that close with the kids. Mm. Very heartbreaking. And Peter was like, you know, he's a coward as wimp, and his his kids knew it. By the yeah. time they were like ten, they're like, you're you're kind of a bitch, Dad. You know, won't go fight the war. I you met a guy named Lovely Gravy. <laughs> yeah, this Lovely <laughs> Gravy guy, he's out there fucking my mom, which you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and fighting Nazis, which like you're Dad, supposed to be doing. Dad, how come you're not boofing potato mashers right now? <laughs> true so he gets kicked out of boarding school uh because he's just kind of silly they didn't see any promise in him and also peter his father couldn't pay the old tuition uh he was between jobs a lot this guy then oliver and david were shipped around to various relatives they never really stayed with anyone for uh more than a few weeks 
And then eventually they move in with Peter and his new wife, Kay, into an old cottage. Boy. Now, Peter and Kay would leave the kids at the cottage in Wimbledon and then go to work in London during the week. So they had, like, no supervision whatsoever. That's sick. That's <laughs> cool, yeah. I, 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 that's, that's what my parents did. That would be sick. Except for, you know, what happens. <laughs> No, it doesn't what, matter. Cool Becoming times? a famous Hollywood yeah, actor. Yeah, good <laughs> time. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, time. you're right, actually. I'm just kidding around. Yeah, doing 2,000 movies? Yeah. <laughs> With Bruce Willis? Oh, let me just become right. a genius real quick as I, my parents go to work. Right. Know? So anyway, he, he's going to some school up there, and uh, he eventually gets kicked out of that one, and he goes to a school called Yule Castle for kids with special needs. Uh, they're... Their approach to special needs are just like, oh, you don't read fast. You're in this, you know, whatever. Hang so ha- Ollie liked it. You're hanging out. It's like remedial science. Right. I'll- exactly. Yeah. Math I for can the college it- bound. That's what I was in. I can put it in Cockney. It's a, uh, oi, you're the toad's legs. That means they that you're slow. Beat the kid. Is that right? Yeah. No, Is I don't. toad's legs. You're the toad's legs. Why don't you oh. get a kebab down on Governor Street? Yeah. You dropped a camel's piss penny from a mile away. <laughs> Don't throw your dog off the banister. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was a real thing I just said? Did Oliver ever get a beat down school? Because I know I was like big back then. No, Ol- Oliver, good kids. question. Yeah. Very good question. Uh, Oliver became somewhat of a bully. Oh, he's bullying the teachers? He starts bullying everyone. He's, he's kind of tough. He's a tough kid. Um, right, so he's listening he's, to like saliva and shit, and he's like shopping <laughs> a hot topic. Yeah, right, exactly. That's exactly what he was doing. Uh, so even though he was kind of brain, brain, dumb, dumb, he w- excelled in sports. Though uh, he won every single track event for some school event. Oh, sh- which wow. I, uh, it, it was him versus uh, their school versus a couple other schools, and he actually won every single event at this thing. Nice and the, uh, he was walking back to his home, and a police officer stopped him. And he assumed all those medals were stolen. <laughs> so Peter had to go tell the cop. He's like, nah, he's actually, he's just retarded and really good. <laughs> no, he's at stupid doing as sports. shit, but he's yeah. fucking fast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Is this Forrest Gump you're telling us right now, Tom? <laughs> Honestly, no. I, when I say stupid, I mean on paper very stupid. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. he could write a note to you and be like, what kind of fucking child it's- is this? But when you hear the guy speak, you're like, oh, oh he's, he's magic. So smart. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm kind of surprised you said track and not like some made up sport like yeah. rounders or yeah. water polo <laughs> or, or men's field hockey. Yeah, I was going to ask, you play like uh, rugby or footy or? Uh, so he wasn't good with sports teams. He did play oh, later on. He played some rugby. He liked the aggression end yeah. of it, but he was never really a. Uh, not a team player. Chat. Yeah, he was the kind of guy you drop on a track yeah. and he could outrun everyone, or okay. you could give him a ball and say throw it, and he would throw it further than anyone. But right, like, like really kind of like, like team kind of like the whole carrot on a stick thing, but he's got a pint in front of him. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Don't spill. Don't spill. <laughs> now he felt like he needed to prove his manhood in a way because like his dad was such a bitch, and he he was like, all right, I need to be better than my dad. So he picks up the habit of arm wrestling. Everywhere he goes. All the time. He's just challenging people to arm wrestling. It's cool. So a few years go by. He's 17 and he leaves his family home with Peter to go live with his grandma in London. He starts going to strip clubs. Oh. Having other fun stuff. He was offered a job in a classy strip joint because uh, he broke up a fight on the spot. Ooh. Like some guys started fighting and he just stepped in. I think he actually beat one of the other guys up. 
and threw him out. And the manager came out, saw what happened, offered him a job, and there he is, seventeen year old, working in a strip club. It's gotta uh-huh. be cool. What's, nope. the, what's the year sick. for this? Is this uh, well, like the fifties? Thirty eight. So now he's seventeen. Sorry, I didn't do a math on this one. So that's fifty five. Yeah, yeah. Fifty five. There you go. All right, nineteen fifty five. That sounds about right. And he's like, "All right, boys, strippers. come on in, see the lady giblets." <laughs> Right, and he liked it. I mean, well, how could you not? You're 17 years old, and you're just keeping guys to making sure their pants stay on. Yeah, and you're watching tits all day because he didn't really have to do anything yeah. with this job. Well, it was just like the hey, don't fight, and we can all look at tits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, I, though I do think being a bouncer for a strip club would be kind of difficult. And if you are one, please let us know because <laughs> someone could just have a stiffy, and it could look like a, a knife. Cool. And knife crime is very big in England. Well, because they took away their guns. Give them the guns back. No Second Amendment in the... uh, Really? In whatever the fuck the... UK? I can't remember the word for it. I don't know. Is that a sticker? What is their constitution called? No, it's the... What's like the thing that they made King John sign? Magna Carta. Carta? That's the one. There's no Second Amendment in the Magna Carta. They should have had that one. (laughs) Martin Luther should have First Amendment. It's guns. So so, uh, I was over there. When I was over there, I mean, this was, what, 15 years ago now? But uh, I remember they had a a knife amnesty day where you could turn your knife in. But it's like, dude, I could stab someone with a butter knife. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they. You They're just to trying a, to sell you something. You got to get a knife license, like Gordon Ramsay. You like yeah. chop, chop, chop. This is an instrument of of uh, culinary devices, not to matter. Knives Cut up hand. those onions, have knives idiot! On you. <laughs> you fucking idiot! There'll be no whittling around it. <laughs> now he has so. his children slaughter pigs. That's why British food is gross, is because they're not allowed to have sharp knives. It's true. It's all mushy <laughs> peas that they made with their asses. Yeah. yeah. So he's like working in this strip club, and he's like, oh, these ladies actually kind of suck because they're all like stupid looking. You know, you, yeah, you when, you're a kid, a when you're a kid, it's awesome, but then your brain is working a million miles an hour. So, like, day five on the job, you're like, I don't want to be there. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. So Oliver picks up boxing. And uh, he did a two like official referee fights. And then he quit. He was um, it was a good brawler, but he was like, uh, once again, I'm not into the rules. Not into the rules. Uh, he became an orderly at a hospital, and his job was to drive these dead people to the mortuary. That's cool. Pretty oh, cool a kid. mortician, dude. Yeah. yeah, quiet job. Right, mortician. Extra sick. At eighteen. Gas. Dude, they just gave him the they gave him the petrol. I think they call petrol over there. petrol over there. Yeah, over there they call it petrol. So they and just drive him out. They put him in his little mini. They get put a couple a, of a liter, liter, a liters of petrol. Yeah, they only drive the morticians only drive minis. So you have to fold the bodies in half. That's fucking <laughs> dope. Uh, over ice, and then you just dump them in the Thames. Yeah, <laughs> you can Bernie Lomax them if yeah. you want. Hey, That's why space. Minnie started making the countrymen because they were like, we got to just make the bodies fit. No, it's only yeah. sold in the U.S. because we're fat bit. as fuck oh, here. There we go. It's true. There we are. It's true. Uh, 18, the mandatory military service begins. Oliver is eager to serve. You see, he's embarrassed by his dad. Can I lay that on enough? His dad's a bit... Right, so we're talking... Was the, were the British involved in Korea? I, uh, they were, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So he had a slim chance of going to Korea, but they had a, they had a small army. It was point. just after the Korean conflict uh, that he got involved in it. So and was, he missed the Suez so was, crisis. What a what a shame. Yeah. So this is like fifty eight. Okay. This this. So he's not doing place. anything. No, yeah. he's in the Royal Army Medical Corps, and he did really like the military life. He was into it. He, he's. He wants to, I, I, I don't know, maybe he forced it on himself because his dad just couldn't hack it or whatever. Yeah. And this, this is like a lifelong thing for him, right? The the love of the military. Yeah, he always loved the military, this guy. He has the um, structure of like the routine. He, he likes, likes the idea of he's ultra patriotic. You know, like, here, here, here's an example. I'm going to skip ahead to paint how patriotic this man was. At one point, he's filming a movie in Austria. And he went to a pub, and the gimmick of the pub is that it has every country around the world's flag all over the place. But it's missing the old Union Jack. So Ollie Reed calls the manager out, probably after about four bottles of gin, and goes, I'm going to be back here tomorrow at 8 o'clock, okay? If there isn't a Union Jack in your bar, I'm going to fuck your place up. So the manager didn't get the Union Jack. Next day... Sure enough, Ollie Reed shows up and broke every fucking table <laughs> and window in the place. Damn. So must show his pride. So he country. basically took that bar and brexited it out of existence. That's right. Do you okay. do you know if they had the um the individual country flags? Like did they have the St. George Cross for England or is it just no British Isles I have no idea but except the, for the Republic of Ireland, I'm guessing. <laughs> um I had Let's see, the book I read for this, it's fantastic. It's called What Fresh Lunacy This Is. <laughs> uh, no, What Fresh Lunacy Is This. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. Um, it is a brilliant book. Yeah. It is so much fun. Um, it didn't get into detail on that. And it gets into a lot of detail on everything else. So what I have here is just a no sliver. Un- no Union Jack. No least. Union Jack. Okay. That's all we know. Yeah. He probably would have been, I'm guessing no... English flag either if he gets this upset. No, no, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. He he was He'd probably uh, no, get a no, no, boner the, if the St. George was there. He'd be like, You British pride, dickhead. Which is like fuck this is a shame because the Welsh flag is fucking awesome. It's got oh, a yeah. dragon on it. <laughs> yeah, that is How weird. could you not include that? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was just the Union Jack. But so, either way, I mean I just either way, to get enough ahead. To, to piss off all Yeah, of because uh, a lot of this script is gonna turn it into just like antics of his. Where's We're going for a chronolo- chronological point until He's a superstar. We're going to talk about his acting career, and then we're going to dive into Antics. some of the crazy shit. Tom, I thought you were going to talk about all 120 films he's in. That's, will... on, the, that's on the Patreon podcast that Tom's going to yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. Thank <laughs> you, Connor. Off. Thank you, Connor. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there every Thursday. It'll be watch-alongs with Tom. <laughs> I, I, I actually want to do that for one of his films. I'm thinking of... Uh, Which one? Burnt Offerings. Burnt Offerings. Yeah. That's a really good film. Um, horror stuff That's or a- Paranoic, which is an older Hammer film he did. Hammer, Ooh, love Hammer, Hammer? yeah. The or mean? The Brood. We'll get into this. Right. Okay, okay, yeah, Hammer keep going, Tom. Sorry, we're getting we're getting distracted. It's cool. I, you guys see how like gosh I can talk about him all day. <laughs> really, Hammer time. Now, like I say, he takes to the military life very well. He was even considered to be an officer for no reason other than his voice and his accent and charisma. Um, his I guess his uh, seniors, if you would, were like, hey, this guy would make a good drill sergeant, commanding officer of ways. And then he applied for the job, and then he had to do a written part on it. (laughs) (laughs) And when the supervising officers 
read the written part, they were like, what the fuck? He spelled every word wrong. He wrote gallons, like G-A-L-L-N-E-S. It's it's very British to be like, this guy, is, he's got a nice voice, so he's going to be an officer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and and I, like, if you're at home right now, pause the episode, go listen to an Oliver Reed interview. You would think this guy read every book on the face of the planet. His yeah. vocabulary is fantastic. Mike, not you. You're not at home. He's got oh, a real God. spunk in the tip. <laughs> He's got a sexual voice. He's very sexual. He, he, someone has a. It's sensual. Uh, it's, a, it's, sensual. it's a quiet voice. Yes. It's demanding. His voice. His name. His name is pretty interesting. Oliver. I Oliver like that I was almost named Oliver. I don't know why. Were you actually? Oh, like, I totally fucked up because that's what, not yeah, even, what's his, it's like Charles Oliver. Reed. Yeah, it's wow. uh, Oliver's his middle name, and I totally dropped forgot. the ball. But no, Mike. He's got. He's got the type of voice where it's like, like Tom said, where it's like he can be really quiet. But it commands the room because uh, everyone wants dominance. to stop and listen to him. He's the because you'll hear it and you'd be like, "Ooh, I gotta." He sounds important. I gotta listen to what that guy's saying. Yeah, he Seriously. he just commands a certain um, authority. He has exactly. the opposite of Bill Nye's voice, <laughs> who just yells <laughs> like about Alex climate Jones. change. I think he's just got like you know his switch is, is at eleven. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Zwick, cut this out. Was like uh, soothing and. Soothing. Uh, we're going to play a couple clips on You've the show. You've seen Gladiator, right, Mike? Yeah, I've seen That's him. Robert Oliver Glee. Yeah, uh, he's Russell, Russell, so, Russell you know Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's Russell, he's Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. He's the Gladiator. That's fucking sick. <laughs> no, it's not him. It's someone else. No, I, I he's, promise. Uh, he's Maximus. He's, he's Joaquin Phoenix. No, he's no. the he's No, the he's not joking. Joker? What did you call him? Joker the Phoenix? The guy with the beard. That's him? That's him. What? Yeah. Yeah. With the piercing blue eyes who That's won his freedom in the Coliseum. That's crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. I, we, just need to call, we just need to call fucking Joaquin Phoenix Joker Phoenix from now on. That's how we <laughs> call him. Joker Phoenix. Yeah. He's, he worked uh, with Joker Phoenix. Okay, anyway. Uh, he flunks his written section to become a an officer. This is kind of the theme of his life. He really overcompensates his entire life with the way he uses language. His confidence is always behind uh, him, so you would never know. That he couldn't write okay. and couldn't read. Um, in 1957, he was sent to Hong Kong as a medical officer. His job was to look after all the diseased penises of the troops. So he looked at a lot of cocks that had been to a lot of dirty Bangkok, if you know what I mean. Yeah. A lot of dirty brothels. Let me he, see that pee-pee. He was like, wow, you're feeling weird in your pee-pee? Let me look. Because it was easy back then. You just shove a penicillin up there. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Most of the time, I, but, I would take the lamb condom. I was popping back then, dude. You're all about lamb condoms, no, dude. By that time, they had the normal condoms. Oh, they did. No. Yeah, I still rocked the oh, over there. Made the lamb condom. Be dope. <laughs> Probably no one was wearing. Well, no, That's in England, really it would get back to. Yeah, in England, yeah. it was the mutton, condom. The mutton chops. Mutton, the mutton, <laughs> mutton chop condom. Yeah, he did have nice mutton chops in a lot of his movies. Uh. He did. Yeah, it's rolling Bill as Bill Sykes. Fantastic. Um. <laughs> He was then moved to Saigon, where nothing happened, and he played sports all day. Fire. He leaves the army in 1958 to become a male model. Oh, well, that sounds convenient. Fuck. Oh, he's handsome. He was a handsome guy. Isn't that what Adam Strap, Driver did? Strapping young man. Adam Driver Adam, was a military man, and he was like, guess he what? Look, dicks. At, look at me. I have a, a face of a child, and I'm tall. Does he have a face of a t- child? He looks like he has a face of some kind of upside-down Japanese plateau building. Yeah, no, I guess sexy. it's more of a face of a Siamese cat. Adam Driver has permanently looked 33. Who the, who the fuck's Adam Driver? He's the guy Kylo from Star Ren. Wars. 
Who's that? That terrible film, Star Wars. The new one? The new Star Wars? He's Kylo. Oh, Kylo Jin? Kylo Ren. He's Qui-Gon Jin. Liam Nielsen, motherfucker. No, he's actually Jar Jar, dog. Oh, that's my favorite character. Misa Adam Driver. Misa, I'm girls. Misa Liam Dundum. What's her name? Addendum? Lisa Dundum. Dundum is right. Yeah, Lisa Liam Dundum. Misa, make fake indie movies. <laughs> Oliver and his friend Jack Burke, they lived together. They partied. They did a bunch of fun shit. Jack was part of the English Film Extras Union. So it got Oliver's brain thinking about that shit. Now, when I said he was a model, I don't know how successful he was, but probably not because he didn't have any money. Uh, he sent out a CV to lots of agents asking about work. And... Um, when he came back empty-handed due to the lack of experience, he made a bunch of fake credits up for his CV and was once again met with rejection. As oh. one call would say, none of these productions even existed. Oh, man. But he, you know what? I appreciate the ball. Well, back then, you could have done that and get away with it. You could have, but yeah, not, not, for, not, for, not for unions. Unions yeah. are thorough. They have yeah, all day check, to do yeah. paperwork. Mm. True, true, true. So then he did it. Okay, he was not happy to do this, but he reached out to his father's brother, Sir Carol Reed, famous director of The Third Man, as I mentioned. I thought you were going to say Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Not there's going to be another Lancelot. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish. <laughs> hey, I was really hoping Lancelot would reappear. Sir Gowan. So he, <laughs> so he visits Sir Carol Reed um, for guidance. He's like, I don't want a job. I don't like nepotism. That may have been hammed up. Maybe he was looking for a job, but. From his recollection, Carol was out of his mind because he didn't want his family involved in this. Like they didn't, he, they had this mutual thing where it was like, we don't like nepotism in the family, which is the most like British lie I've ever heard in my life. I mean, they're uh, all about nepotism. Seems like they were really yeah. about it and were like, oh, we're not, we're not, we're not nepotism. What, is, well, what does nepotism mean? Um, it means that your you, family favors. Yeah, family uh, favors, I, friend favors. I mean, that was like a... Also, I feel like it was probably that he didn't want to be seen around his family because there's another famous man, um, Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. 50 Cents, and his mom wanted to be in all of his videos, just hanging out. Oh, really? Was that a thing? No. But he had made a lot of money <laughs> off Bitcoin. Good for him. <laughs> and vitamin water. Yeah, vitamin that's, water. He, that's his real moneymaker. Vitamin yeah. water? Yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of money on that. Uh, so anyway, Carol recommended that Oliver sleep outside of famous filmmakers' houses and greet them every morning as they left for work. Also, he told them to watch movies all day if he wasn't going to get a formal training. So half of that's fine, but the other half is like get a tent and stay outside of Steven Spielberg's house. Mike, you should house. try that. I might have to do that. Just start hanging outside Martin Scorsese's house. See if you get a job. Like, Give me a job, please, dude. Come on. <laughs> Hello, I'm Woody Allen, not Martin job. Scorsese. Give me a job, come on. Hello, I'll give you a job. Give me a job, come on. Hello, do you know what 12-year-olds look like? it's me, like? Woody Can Allen. You lash uh, them? Can you lash at Do you know any 12-year-olds? I know a couple. <laughs> you want to come to a school with me? Wow. <laughs> this is a, this <laughs> a Mike might get a Woody Allen yeah. thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, I have the best script for a movie with this kid. I, I can't say it on the show. No, you can't, but tell me later. <laughs> oh, it I'm is the most. Off ins- it, it would work so good. Did you, did you write it? I didn't write it down yet. It's in my head. Me and my friend Austin have it. Amazing. Wait, is it the one you I think you told me this is like where some girl comes in for a photo shoot and she sits on a leather couch and she's <laughs> like, wait, you want me to take these types of pictures? I know a, a young man who looks a lot younger than he really is. 
and I was gonna have a movie. I can't tell it over live. It's gonna. All right, Mike, Mike. save it for off mic. Yeah, yeah. Off mic. yeah it's off mic. I can't. Sorry. Put a sock Save in Save your million-dollor pistol this, yeah, you're hanging outside this? Woody let's, Allen's Let's house. get back to a real act. Yeah. We can okay. go back to this point in time. You're like, wow, we called it. It's going to be good. Great movie. So we did get into the film extras union at some point. I think he just walked onto a job, and uh, the extras wasn't terribly hard to get onto. So his first job was a documentary that no one remembers. It was Hello, London. He got a few uh, extra roles, but nothing that anyone would pay attention to. One day, Oliver woke up covered in red blotches and a headache and he had bacterial meningitis it turns out um kind of sucked because he was basically homeless oh and uh he had to stay in with his mom he reached out to his mom he's just like i got this meningitis and i can't do no work now so he's homeless and he goes back with his mom this is fine what are you gonna do he's young yeah yeah, yeah. um so so he meets his new stepfather who took a liking to him is his name todd is gravy man? <laughs> I was gonna say, is it gravy man? I wish a long, young, uh, young gravy, uh, lovely, young gravy. gravy! <laughs> Hell yeah! This That's wasn't lovely gravy. Name. It was young gravy. Yeah, it was young gravy. Let's just imagine this fellow's name is Young Gravy. Let's imagine uh, he, he is Young Gravy. <laughs> <laughs> so he took a liking to him. He's just like, oh yeah, it's Oliver, Oliver chap. You're all right. Your son's cool, um, but he's got no clothing because he dressed like shit. So this guy was an old. He was an English gentleman. Uh, he used to lend Oliver his suits to go uh, oh. try to get jobs in, but Oliver started getting into some crazy shit. So here we go. The stepfather's like, uh, we're not doing this anymore. You've burnt holes in all of my suits that I lent you, and uh, they're all covered <laughs> in vomit. So you're going to go stay in your aunt's apartment in London. She's in Egypt for a while, so who cares? So David... The older brother, he gets out of the army, and he also pursues a career in acting. I think he was in the army longer because he was an officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oliver started dressing all weird for some reason at this point. He's a hipster. Kind of, uh, yeah, like the beatniks. He was. This is okay. the beatnik generation. We're talking about the, uh, the hairs early sixties. Yeah, fifties. We're, we're entering the the sixties. So yeah. f- imagine fifty nine and whatever. So he dresses like a fucking idiot. Right. He's dressing uh, like that guy. And he's dressing like that guy in Iron Giant. The guy who dressed yeah, so Hogarth. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 not Hogarth. Uh, the, the artist dude? Yeah, the guy who guy. makes yeah. statues. I forgot his name. It was like J- Jack something. Jack off. I don't know. Jack off. Is that what you're about <laughs> to say? Jack off all trades. Yeah. Um, uh, a great movie, by the way. Iron Giant. Love that movie. Rock. Vin Three. Real, real good movie. It makes me want to cry thinking about that movie. This script's going to make you want to cry, so I'm going to go through it. <laughs> Come on, Tom. Let's go. Um, you those tears first going. This is, yo, my, yo, Tom, your script is Homer Bound 3, dog. It is. It is. Shut up. Hogarth. (laughs) (laughs) What a funny name. It's a great name, right? (laughs) Name your first kid Hogarth. I'm going to do that. It's such a unique name. Hogarth. My son Hogarth. Hogarth. This is my son Hoagie. (laughs) This is my daughter, Anaxim the Moon. (laughs) (laughs) She's named after a VHS. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Reed's first break was playing Richard of Gloucester in a BBC TV Gloucester. series. Was it? Gloucester. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really, I'm only only <laughs> a little bit English. Yeah. Come on, Tom. Uh, BBC TV series called The Golden Spur. That was 1959. An agent, Pat Larth, saw him on TV and reached out. Slowly but surely, Pat starts getting him roles. Now, Pat's a woman. That's great. Patty. Just throwing it out there. Because I want to give credit to women 
in the script because Oliver Reed seems to never do that. So I'm picturing. Uh, I love women. Which is, <laughs> they should always do that. And I, I'm a fair and balanced man. Yeah. No, I'm picturing uh, Matt Barry's agent in Toast of London. Yeah, that's kind of what's going on yeah. here. Now, meeting Kate Byrne. Okay, so they uh, both auditioned for this thing. Kate Byrne's uh, his first wife. And uh, Kate was leaving an audition. And they, they had started flirting while hanging out in the waiting area. And when she leaves the audition, Oliver then, he's like, I got to chase this bitch down. I have to make this happen. So what he does is uh, he hadn't been called yet into the audition, but he bursts into the office and goes, uh, you've got to interview me now. There's a gorgeous redhead out there and I, and I need to chase her. <laughs> Woo. That'll make you stand up. That'll only work in the early 60s. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> now you'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah he'd be well, that's the thing. In the 60s, they were like, I like this guy's yeah. pizzazz. Yeah. Right. That's spunk. Yeah. Well, also, uh, you've got a man that's constantly drinking. He's throwing up on himself. He's very not, he's unkempt, I think is the best yeah. way of saying it. And yeah. one thing I noticed when I lived over there, I was the minority of circumcised men. So that's did, something you notice. You were like, you lined a 10 guys yeah. up and you were like, well, yeah. like Oliver so, Reed, Travis was inspecting a lot of dicks. Right. So, so Ol <laughs> yeah. Oliver Reed had a Gloucester cheese growing and he's like, this redhead is definitely going to like one of those sliced cheeses. I use the string. There's a uh, soft cheese and I cut a slice. Uh, uh, I'm just trying terrible, to sell Travis. my way. I think that's a form of abuse, putting this out and publishing it. <laughs> I, just had the cr I had the craziest image in my head when you were telling me that. Yeah, that's because <laughs> the crust of cheese on, around your foreskin just being removed. Yeah, with, a, with a string? That's, with a that's string, the yeah. Like, that's you, the know, like, you, you have a, like, like a sunburn, you get dead skinny, you like, pull it off. Stop. Stop. <laughs> like, this penis Mike cheese is painting stuff. a clearer picture. Yeah, this is what was going on. Well, I, well yeah. I know that women of red hair love sharp cheeses, and I have plenty. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, oh, can okay. you blame the guy? I mean, All shit. right, so he's trying to chase after He's that. trying to chase after Kate Byrne, and uh, one, one of the producers goes, uh, you're not the type, and he goes, I'm not her type? <laughs> and he's just like, no, 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 the part for the role, go. <laughs> so he's just like, thanks. <laughs> so uh, Kate was engaged at the time, but her relationship was on the rocks, uh, much of like Ollie's drinks. Oh, wait. That's not even funny yet, because we haven't covered it so much, but he either way. The he seemed like a neat guy, anyway. Uh, he is a neat guy. He's, yeah. an, he's a true alcoholic. Kate left her man to be with Oliver, who happened to be busy with another lady at the time named Tina. Oh. Um, when he got the measles and was admitted to the hospital, the two women showed up at the same time. That's and awkward. Kate goes, uh, which one are you going to choose in it? Yeah, and his That's fucking... His, Kate's New Yorker? <laughs> yeah, and his fucking... He's like his throat is like the size of two fucking beach balls. He's like, ah! Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. He did have a thick neck, and it might have been from this. Well, he's got measles, measles dude. <laughs> he's got measles. You're right. And he had two bitches showing up to be like, yo, what the fuck? That's Fight crazy. Measly ass which, one of, which one of us are you going to give the measles to? And they're yeah. still just deciding. Like, I'd be, I'm out of here. Isn't that the, what they do on college fuck. campuses? They're like, who wants fucking, what's that? What's that college fucking disease? Mono? Yeah, uh, degenerates mono. get mono. <laughs> Who wants to be a mesillionaire? Who's got mono so, here? Guys, I'm moving along. We have a lot You're of a degenerate. So, Mike raised his hand. <laughs> I faked Mike mono. Has mono. God damn. I faked it. <laughs> so she uh 
she basically forces marriage on him and he claimed that many times, many times later on, he claimed that like, uh, they were never really supposed to be married. They were a great couple, but they were too young and all that crap, which we, we find out is kind of true. Young um, he hadn't worked in months and then was picked up by hammer films. Now, if you're not familiar with hammer films, like Mike, it sounds like uh, uh, my first impression, it reminds, it sounds like a, uh, an adult film. Uh, now their tagline was can't touch this. Uh, uh, it is anti, anti adult film. It's technically an adult film. It's horror films. Okay. So they do. It's an English horror film company. Uh, the like some of, some of the greatest actors of all time have worked with them: Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, Adam Sandler. Um, yeah, Adam yeah, Sandler. Adam Sandler. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but they, they, it was kind of looked down upon to do horror at this time. But sure. it was a good way to get your foot in the door. You just don't want to hang out. Well, well I think too if we long. if we ever decided to do like. An episode that just like my Cary Grant, right? You've done your Cary Grant. Um, yeah, well, I've done something better now. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, right now, but Christopher Lee, dude, that is, yeah. I, he's like one of the coolest actors. And it's a great guy. Yeah. He did a fucking, he did a metal album in his 90s. Yeah, but he just kind of sang like this the entire time. It wasn't his strongest point in his yeah, career. Yeah, but Tom, no. come on, though. He's 90 and he's trying, dude. He's not going to do like guttural pig squeals. Uh, he's gonna be like strongest part of his career was when he told Peter Jackson what it sounds like when you stab a human being. Yes, that's the high point of Christopher Lee's yeah. career. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, he was really in the SAS. And he's like, like Peter, Peter. Yeah. This is what a guy sounds like when you stab him in the chest. Yeah, he was in the <laughs> SAS and like fucking doughboy Peter Jackson, who's like, I make video claymation films, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's like, No, no, dude, I have fucking killed so many crowds this way. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that film, uh, the first film he did was The Two Faces of Dr. Jekyll. That film is terrible. And shortly after Oliver's luck dried up again, he and Kate were evicted and had to live with his brother for a while. And then with Kate's parents, Kate found out she was prego. Uh -oh. And Oliver considered becoming a door-to-door -door vacuum salesman. She Wow. But then just in the nick of time, Hammer calls up again and goes, we like your eyes. Oh. He d he has really nice eyes. He, he does. He, he this is awesome genuine. Shows. He has very nice eyes. Let me look yeah. into your soul. I mean, they kind so of he, look like they're dead a little bit, but like also very like boom, alive. Alive. They're so blue. So alive. We could talk a little bit about his eyes later. I have a a bit on it. I'm going to describe eyes. the measurements of his eyes. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. On the show, so don't be driving for that part. That's for sure. Yeah. Pull over, ladies. Too wet and men. Yeah, right? So the curse of the werewolf. He's uh, kind of a hammer-leading man now, which is better that, you know, it's better than being an extra. It's not it's not as good as support on a regular uh, British film industry. But Hammer's, I like Hammer films. Uh, I mean, uh, also, I mean, we mentioned this. It was a lot easier to be a, uh, an extra. And we just uh, mentioned the person who ruined extras, Peter Jackson. Once, uh, you know, once they were able to, like, duplicate a million orcs, Using uh, computer technology. Back then, if you had a battle, you had to cast everyone for a fucking battle. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That yeah. was better. Wasn't it like Ben-Hur is the largest cast in any Hollywood movie because it's like 25,000 extras yeah. or something like really? that? Yeah. It's yeah, fucking like, crazy. They like filled a stadium of extras. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, we did an episode so on Fritz Lang and... 
Yeah, there was low. He used fucking tons of extras. It was all like impoverished kids that he was like, here's a slice of bacon, a day's pay. <laughs> it, it got what? better. You know, it was like uh, the D.W. Griffiths with the whole birth of a nation. They don't even know how many people were there. Yeah. Wow. So, but this is also like year five of making films. They don't know how to do <laughs> yeah. anything. And the only reason Hollywood exists is to escape uh, New York Jew lawyers from prosecuting against copyright law. Truly, that's the only reason that Hollywood exists where it is. They just like, had to get, get out of there? Yeah, they would, they would make these films and they would be so far outside of New York where all the uh, licensing agreements would take place. And they'd be able to be like hop company, make their money oh, wow. and, and go away. That's Hollywood exists because of that. That changed all by like late 1920s. Yeah, but that's how it started. We're, yeah. we're also in, in England right now. And I know one of the things you mentioned Hammer Films, right? Like people saw Hammer Films. You might watch a Hammer Film now and be like, this is kind of corny. Um, but people saw that as like almost smut, like almost fucking like, like it was like horror films were so looked down upon taboo yeah that like it was like cutting yeah. edge culture wise like yeah like people it was so much pushing the boundary. yeah i mean i guess like the american equivalent would be like trauma in the like 80s kind of yeah i, I mean there was definitely it, it, it's a good analogy yeah. i suppose um but even yeah, more I mean, even more, more groundbreaking even more like like underground because it was earlier like watching adult swim you're not supposed to watch an adult swim. I mean, kind of in a way. Like adult like, swim uh, in yeah. like 2003. Yeah, yeah, when it was good yeah. and you know, whatever. <laughs> now it's garbage. Um so the werewolf movie. Right, the big werewolf. Break. He this is his big break. Thank you, Connor. Uh he basically gets that part because the makeup guy who had worked with him on the Dr. Jekyll film was like this guy's eyes his presence he's got this thing about him so the makeup guy over at hammer was like that's your dude like that's the guy you need to make this werewolf so the film wasn't well received at first but um the ladies loved it mm. there was this thing happening with hammer they were kind of like getting into some better films christopher lee had done his draculas at this point so there was enough of a following and the ladies were in um, Why do the ladies like werewolves? It sounds very well, annoying. Like you have a date planned, you go into the opera, and then uh, like fucking uh, the new Batman guy, Twilight Boys. Like, sorry, I gotta transform into a dog. I can't go to the <laughs> show. Sorry, <laughs> can't do sex. Gotta be a dog. Gotta be a he's dog. really good at basketball. That's why they love werewolves. They're really good at basketball. Well, yeah, then they really should watch werewolf. more Space Jam and they should watch more uh, Shazam. <laughs> or no, well, uh, what was the Iron Man? Well, no, what was the Shaq Iron, movie? Iron, Iron Man Two. <laughs> the uh, Shaq Fu. Yeah. yeah, there was an Iron yeah. Man. Yeah, Man of Steel. Iron, or Steel Man. Man of Steel. Man, man of, of Iron Steel. Man. Shaq Fu. <laughs> Okay, guys, I have a lot of material. Sorry, I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. No, it's all right. Oh, you look pretty it's cool. Clear that you, you look very cool. Right? And I, we're all kind of falling in love with him now. So. Are we? <laughs> I think yeah. it seems like that seems that good. Way. I want to share this. Uh, so Peter Cushing, he's also a Star Wars guy. Let's not get into it. Um, he gave Oliver the advice that he took to heart more than anything else, which was do less on screen. Respect. This is. If you watch Oliver Reed's catalog, he is delivering with such confidence and doing so little at the same time. 
Less is more. You're on the big screen. It's right up there. You know, you don't have to flinch around when you're in pain. It's a subtle you just The subtlety. Yes, exactly. So in 1961, his son Mark was born. Good timing. He had some money. Tom. Oliver's hammer career continued with The Dam. The Pirates of Blood River, Paranoic, which is a really good one. And he did a few more. Tom, do you know, was he a method actor or a, uh, what's the other one? Uh, I forget what it's called, but I will say that he's not a method actor, but he'll dive in for periods of time like a method actor. Okay, because I know um, our, um, not o- Peter O'Toole was bit, what hated yeah. method acting. And he was like a big um, British, you know, he was Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he was like, why would you need to pretend that you are a man? You are an actor. That, that wasn't that was Peter, not Obi-Wan Kenobi. Peter O'Toole, you're Alec right. Guinness Alec Guinness, Kenobi. not Peter O'Toole. Sorry, I mixed the, those boys up. Peter O'Toole was another Hellraiser. Yeah. Um, no, Alec Guinness was was big on, well, hated method acting. Hated method acting? Yeah, yeah method right. acting's dumb. So you don't think Alec Guinness was like trying to become a Jedi during? <laughs> no, I think he was trying no, to have a drink. Adam Driver was trying to be a Jedi because he's a Siamese faced man. <laughs> That's right. So, like I said, that wasn't a racist whole... thing, by the way. That was I was talking about Siamese cats, not Taiwan, oh. not Taiwan, Thai- Thailand. Uh, he began being friendly with Christopher Lee, as we mentioned before, and Dennis Shaw. Christopher Lee witnessed Shaw's party nature rubbing off on Oliver. Uh, they started drinking all night and like to start fights in the pub. So he's living in Wimbledon now, and he starts what they call the Wimbledon crew. Now, I don't think this was intended, but Oliver was very much into his everyday pub people. Mm-hmm. Those were his friends. He had a lot of friends. He came from that place. Uh, so he drank at a place called the Dog and Fox. And he never fought there because he liked the owners. But if he was doing a bar crawl, he would fight like anyone else. He loved a good fight. So he's like Billy Joel. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, at first he didn't. But uh, I'll explain why he likes fighting later. We're going to start losing some continuity here. So darting around. We're getting to the antics period. Yeah, yeah exactly. So he... He liked this idea of going to a pub and he never had to talk about his work because no one else did. Yeah. They would just do games. It was all about games, feats of strength, dumb shit like that. Um, That's what we've really lost in the bar and pub culture. No one's playing games. Yeah, that's no true. No big Jenga they, anymore. No. Well, they used to do other, they used to do real games. See, they the Good problem with wrestling. the pubs here, and when I say pubs, I mean fucking bars, Jenga. is that they started introducing these game nights and the, you know bring them giant Jenga and shit like that. But drinks back then were, uh, I mean, games back then used to be drinking things like yeah. Oh, let's play a game. Take a pint glass and take a little bit out of all the liquor bottles here, and then we're gonna drink this. Yeah, and we're gonna pass it around. Yes, Or, or instead, arm instead of instead of like Jenga. pub quiz night, what the fuck's that shit? Uh, down. Hey, shut up about that. Yeah, that shit's no, fun. but that's not. That's a game, Tom. That's not a bar game. A bar game. It is a bar. It, game. It's a bar game. It's not a pub. It's game. not a pub I mean, game. Pub. Yeah, games. a pub game is. Here's a bottle of orange juice. Here's Bailey's. Drink both of them and smash the Bailey's bottle on your head. Yeah. See how many you can do. Try to stay seated while drinking 25 shots of absinthe. Yeah. That's a pub game. Uh Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, Oliver would do all kinds of crazy stuff. There was like one of the bars he stayed at. There was, 
fuck what they call it oh they had some guy who he was friends with he was part of the wimbledon crew and he was always poor and he would come in and oliver would buy all of his drinks no problem but he made him do all this crazy shit like there was this one time he made him drink a, 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 i think it was like half gallon of milk that had expired uh it had been expired for quite some time just mm. shit like that like they just that's fuck with each other yeah, yeah. Uh, no i yeah like like, he, like i don't think oliver reed the wimbledon gang would be all about going to quiz night because reed can't even spell his name he's like no r-e-a-d here's one they would do here's one that they did it was like an annual one uh one of his locals he would they would tie a rope they would anchor a rope on two ends of the bar and then they would see who can crawl from one end to the other. And the owner of the bar would cover it in like dish detergent. <laughs> uh, so everyone would slip off of it. What the fuck? Yeah, this is what real drinking That's is like. That's awesome. So, right. This That's is awesome. So what? So cool. So what Oliver Reed, because he was super competitive about these kind of things, always pushing it. Uh, one of the things he did with this event was he put two pairs of pants on. So uh, <laughs> when the other traction. one got like. Well, the, the outside pair got really slippery. He would have the other one that would kind of like hold his grip a bit. And he made it across. He won the thing. And then he went out drinking all night. And then the next morning he woke up and his balls were all well, the skin on his balls was basically removed because the dish detergent was so strong. <laughs> oh. And he just kept drinking and shit. This is this is the kind of shit. This is like that's drinking culture. I'm wondering oh. if his wife was like watching him get ready and was like, honey, why are you putting on two trousers? Oh, that's <laughs> I don't know if she would ask that. <laughs> this man's a hero. It's like, I got to go to the pub. <laughs> Guys, like, I am just giving you a taste of what's happening. Like, this book that I read, What Fresh Lunacy This uh, Is This, the best book, one of my favorites. I want to go to a bar night right now. Right. So he he was perfect with the pub people because the way he looked at acting was point the camera and at me and pay me. That was it. He got his job done. He was extremely professional. Um, let's see. Now second oh so i think it was the same guy who was always poor who he made drink the um the milk the milk <laughs> he was he had made a lot of money at one point he goes I, this guy's name is peter and he goes hey peter we're gonna play a game would he liked to bring some of the act into it mm-hmm. so he was like peter you're gonna take my jacket and you're gonna be me and i'm gonna take your jacket and i'm gonna be you so he's like now you're since you're me you're gonna buy everyone drinks <laughs> <laughs> so so here's what I, he was crazy. He left like hundreds and hundreds of pounds in his, his jacket. Mm-hmm. He was just like, yeah, just use that money. And then he got furious at this guy, Peter, because he would only buy singles for people. And he wasn't <laughs> buying doubles for him. What a dickhead. And he was just like, you're supposed to be fucking me, dude. Yeah. Like, it's not even your wallet anyway. You, I would Damn, buy a double. A psychopath. Like, dude, You'd be like, you didn't buy him tribbles? You, you gave me your fucking jacket, you fucker. Simon. He has a younger brother now. Uh, I forgot which side of the family. It might be Peter, I guess. His younger brother becomes his publicist, and his older brother, David, who we've mentioned before, becomes his manager. So now it's a a family operation. So after no nepotism, now it's a family operation. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. I think he was fine with dishing it. Oliver Reed is a generous person. There's no way... On Earth, you can convince me otherwise. Well, he like gave you said, he's so trying much. to buy doubles for everybody, and not not singles. Exactly. So I think he was giving uh, his brother David. He had a, he had an experience already in the field, and he was qualified as a manager. And then Simon was doing uh, some kind of reporting, I think, too. So 
They both qualified for the jobs they were given. So working at Hammer, it didn't look good to the film community of Bretagne. Uh, He worked with Michael Winner a lot. He was a close pal in film. He made six films with him after his Hammer. Oh, yeah. Michael Winner a lot and I go way back. We're we're friends. Winnerlock, dude. They used to call him Lockheed. And uh, his name is just nah, Lockheed and Martin was his friend. Oliver Reed, without with exceptions to some points of uh, craziness on set, he was very professional on his set. He didn't drink. At least he was an alcoholic, Tom. On set. I respect Yeah, him. but if you drink that much, crap. don't you like need that shit to function? Yeah, nope. right. No, really? you don't. Oh, not this savage. I not guess. this guy. Not this guy. Um, his one thing on set that was a little questionable was his physicality. He always took things to the next level. So if he was doing like a fight scene or something, whoever he was fighting did not want to be there with him. Yeah, right. He would actually fight him. Like, yeah, that's when he would go method. He like would go loves- method when the camera was on. I mean, it's a good thing. Sh- it's stop. a very good thing that Jackie Chan was not an actor back then. Oh, that's yeah. Well, then we would have seen a very long battle. Well, we would have seen a death, and uh, it would have been Oliver Reed, short-lived. That would be the end of I'm our. I'm just script. imagining him and Tom uh, Cruise. Tom Cruise trying to do his own stunts, and this guy just beating the shit out of Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I forgot what film it was, but I I didn't write it down. There was a film that Oliver Reed was doing, and where a stuntman was supposed to do something, and he was kind of contesting it, and uh, Oliver Reed was like told the director, roll the cameras. And he did the stunt, and the guy was fired. Damn. <laughs> oh, shit. It was his stuntman. Yeah. And speaking of stuntman, he befriended an extra named Reg. Reginald. Oh, sick, Oh, man. Reggie, yoy. Yes. By the way. So Reg acted as his not only body double, but a bodyguard. Yeah, he had a... He had some ties to the military that he wasn't very clear about, but Reg was the kind of guy who uh, would just take care of any bar fight that Ollie started. He mm. he was the knockout guy. Right. He was always a little less drunk than Ollie, a little more composed, still partied. Party yeah. boy. Was, was uh, Reg, did, did he have a bicked head? Because I feel like British people that have bicked heads, uh, just like their toughness goes up like exponentially. Tenfold. Yeah. Well, no, he had similar hair to Oliver because he was his body. Dog. Yeah, but he could have been wearing a toupee or something, a little toupee. I, I don't know if Reg. No, Reg did not. He wasn't bald at okay. this time. Well, I'm just saying uh, he one, wore a toupee and he was bald because if <laughs> it's called the Statham theory. So if, if the you're bald theory, right. and you're British, your, your brawliness goes up tenfold. And you have to speak really quiet. Yeah. I didn't know that information. Give me another one. Shave your head and talk softly, and you'll be able to kick the shit out of a lot of people. You guys want to shave my head later? Yeah, dude. We're going to do it. Let's do it. Anyway, there was one night in which Reg should have been around, but he wasn't. Uh, It was at the Crazy Elephant Nightclub, West End, London. A bunch of young kids started making Dracula jokes at Oliver because he (laughs) looks scary. And uh, (laughs) Oliver passed the table and goes, I'm going to bite their fucking jugulars. The kids were like, all right, well, that's fine. One kid followed Oliver into the bathroom. And uh, Travis, maybe you can explain this. He glassed him. Oh, give him old gold old glass. (laughs) He fucking smashed one of them bottles and fucking gave him a little (laughs) in the gut. In the face. That's, uh, well, he did it on the face. Yes. Yeah, so oh, Oliver Reed, actor. The, the, the literal moneymaker. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, one kid hits him with hit the, with the glass, and the other kids rush in and start beating the shit out of him. Oh uh, he manages to escape the kids and runs out to the street, hails a cab. The cab driver goes, uh, what about my fucking cab, man? You're bleeding everywhere. And he goes, oh, what about my fucking face, man? So is that that picture? Because I've seen a picture of him with like f- his face all fucked, and he's like smiling. Yeah, that was like a couple days oh, okay. later. <laughs> he was fucked up. The glass went through his cheek. It even oh. slashed his tongue. Ah. Uh, pretty bad. He refused to press charges, though, because he's English and he's not a, an a American. Snitch. A That's snitch, what we yeah. need in this country, dude. You need to fight someone in the street Oof. and just, not worry about lawyers. Yeah. Oh, my God. Nasty. That is gross. Woo! Quite the glassing. Yeah, check that out uh, if you're at home. Well, that's what you get your foot in con. <laughs> so he thought his career was over. Uh, uh and to be honest, like, it was kind of weird to people who knew him because he didn't make a fuss when he was injured. Like, once on a set, he broke his shoulder and uh, didn't tell anyone until someone grabbed him and was like, ow. And he was just like, how long has that been broken? He's like, ah. It's like when. So he's a, uh, what's it called? There's a word for that. A man. Fun drunk? A man. <laughs> yeah. Fun, <laughs> dr- fun drinking. Man. That and uh, there's a word for, uh, you don't like to bother people. I forgot what it's called. I hate bothering people. Sorry to bother you. Yeah, sorry to bother you. Know, my broken shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to bother well, you. Like a modern comparison to an actor <laughs> with uh, Vigo Mortensen and uh, in, in in Peter Jackson again in Lord of the Rings, he fucking kicked that helmet and broke his foot, and they just like kept recording. Rolling. Yeah, and then he he turned that anguish onto the screen. Yeah, and he was just like <laughs> ah, and they were like, "Are you right?" He's like, yeah. "No, I broke my foot." And then the next day, they had to do. One of the hundred scenes of them running through valleys and hills of New Zealand. And he fucking did it, dude. That's fucking legit. So, Diego, uh, are you sure you can just run for like four miles? Then? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Just bandage it up. I'll, yeah. I'll fucking run. I like Give me millions. Go. I'm doing that shit. Hell yeah. Yeah, who gives about my fucking feet? Give me hooves after yeah. this. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I go back to my trailer and do some blow. Right. So he's uh, hired by Ken Russell. Ken Russell, he ends up working with a bunch of times. He's the guy who directed Tommy, who uh, Tom Oliver Reed is also in. Uh, he picks him up for a movie about uh, Cloud Debussy, which is a um, famous. I, I, I don't know. He's Debussy. a French French <laughs> composer. Uh, Russell was hell of a drinker too, so they got along quite well. This Debussy film was his first intellectual breakthrough. Now he was that was a film where he could uh, truly act. In a in a fashion that was more uh, akin to the boards, if you would. The boards is uh, the term they use for theater. So this is like theatrical. breaking out of his horror niche, yep. I'm guessing. All right. Yeah, so he leaves Hammer at this time, and he's always grateful. For, he was never the actor to go, oh, Hammer, you know, I'm over that. He was really grateful. He learned everything uh, f- through Hammer. Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, uh, and some of the producers there, they, they taught him right. a lot. Right, I mean, he, he's not going to be so, like... All of that horror tentacle porn that I did for Hammer Films. Uh, I would never do that again. I'm above that. I would have as many tentacles inserted into me as possible. That's like uh, how Sylvester Stallone tried to get everyone to forget that he did porno before he and, did the Rocky movies. And we did. Yeah, we, we did. did. Until just as, now. Until now I'm reminding you. Oh, oh, don't forget, tonight. Sly Stallone did a porno. Could you imagine? Oh. So good, oh, yeah, baby. baby. Oh, oh, yeah. Philadelphia. Mickey, come here. Hey, yeah, I'm gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna beat you like a piece of meat. All 
Yeah. He's on that Debussy film. It picks up his career again. People start taking him more seriously. He had an affair with the co-star of his next film, The Shuttered Room. Shutter uh, Island? Yes, Shutter yeah. Island. Sure. Um, he was in an on and off affair. <laughs> oh, yeah, DiCaprio? That's sick. Yeah, it was Just the same one. Carol Lindley, uh, that was a woman who he basically had an affair with for seven years on and off. It was cool. He'd fly out to L.A. and just hang out with her. Is he still married to Kate at this point? Yes, he is. He's married to Kate. Kate is at home watching Mark. Uh, Oliver is out with his friends, bringing them back home every night and making a ruckus. Uh, For a while there, Kate was the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. She was a model. She got called out for being prego. Money fell off. She lost the prego weight, went back to modeling. Oliver, his career picked up, and then he the values took over. Where he's like, you don't work anymore. I work. Mm, okay. Right. So uh, then he does The Jokers, which is his big first USA showing. And it's also his first uh, comedy. Wait, so that's he when he did known- a movie about incels, and they were like, you should dance on stairs and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> it was actually a prequel to oh, that. Okay, cool. It was him and Joker Phoenix. Joker. I thought it was like a Batman movie you guys were talking about for a second. Jokers? Yeah, so that, I told you it was Joker him. Movie. They they CG made a bunch of Oliver Reeds and they were all dancing down the stairs smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and it was like, the Jokers. Oh, those, uh, you know. Uh, I think and I was like, are you a cis white male? Say, some kind of hateful Are you joke? a cis white male? Because Can you relate to all these men laughing, walking down the bullshit. stairs, smoking a cigarette? Smoking so many cigarettes. Okay. Uh, now I want to smoke a cigarette. I kind of want a cigarette right now. <laughs> Me too. All right. I got to keep moving. We got a, we got a, we got a French French oh, I'm so guys. glad. Yeah. This All right. Keep script. going. Keep going. Make this fucking oh, wait, four hour script. Tell you guys about my week. Oh, tell me about your week. <laughs> tell us about your week. I, I'm actually a member of the Brennan Fraser. Brennan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Association. I saw that. You're a B fag like me? <laughs> yes. I am a, I am a B. B. F. Fraser. It's called the B Fact. Yeah, Brendan Fraser Association Group. That's what I'm in. Yeah. Is it just like a support group for Brendan Fraser fans? Yeah, everyone that loves Brendan Fraser. Shouldn't everyone in the world be in this group? You can join it. Yeah, we all love Brendan Fraser. Yeah, you gotta join it, though. Yeah, aren't you just a person? Okay, let me get back into Oliver Reed here before we get onto that. I told I know the big story. One great actor at a time, Mike. Sorry. That would have been a better story. I know. I fucked up. Yeah, I, your story, I know your story was kind of silly early. I'll be honest. It was, I was trying to hit the people in the hearts, yeah. you know, about anger management. I think you hit them in the bumpers. I hit them with the exit. Instead, you hit us right in the hearts right now. Yeah, they're the like, done with this stupid show. My, They'll never <laughs> learn about this sweet Meg, I'm really, Sorry, I'm really sad that the highlight of your week wasn't being initiated as a B-fag. <laughs> it is. I totally forgot about it. All right. I don't know why I this is distracted. a midway. How was your week? So <laughs> I start doing these with Mike. I don't know why that it just came to me randomly. I'm midway through the episode. How was your week? <laughs> yeah. Love it. It's not like you have all week to think about it, Mike. <laughs> Hour and thirty minutes in, Mike. How it was just your came week? to me randomly. What ha- what triggered that? What we were talking about the Joker. It's called so brains. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, these are good. Uh, we blue should let Mike point. not answer how his week was until yeah. it comes to get, him yeah, in the episode yeah. where he's like, "This is how my week yeah. was." The intermission. That's why we got Connor on the show now. He's a, he's a good thinker. <laughs> he is. I'm lucky. I can't think too. for my. We're all lucky. I'm Continue about your the show. Week. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> you're letting tor- me. Do it. I keep deterring us. Uh, so this is Oliver Reed is now known as the Whispering Giant. You see, he had this presence. He was a big boy. He had this look. He was lurking he didn't blink that much it was awesome 
Sound guys hated him. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> everything was like this. He would say lines. Like He's very this. stylish. He's quiet. Yeah. St- He's stylish, Very stylish. Uh, so while filming his part of Bill Sykes and Oliver, the 1968 uh, musical that his uncle directed, believe it or not, he was cast as a role, not because of nepotism, okay, but because the producers of the show go, that that's your Bill Sykes there. Mike, uh, Mike, I met- have an uncle named Harvey Weinstein. You want to be in a movie? <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't mind doing that stuff. You make a lot of money. Forget about it. Yeah, for- yeah. forget about it indeed. Uh, so he met Jackie Darrell. Uh, they had an affair for a very long time. It uh, lasted past his divorce with Kate, even. Uh, Kate knew it was happening, but it's like Hol- British Hollywood, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, they ended up having a daughter later together named Sarah. Uh, Jackie did turn on. <laughs> okay, hold on. I just We're getting this out of the way. Jackie, every now and then in public, would show up with a little bit of a shiner. Now, to be clear, I ran to a doorknob. Her own daughter recalls that Jackie was somewhat of the aggressor. Uh, she there was attempts, multiple stabbing attempts uh, from Jackie's end towards Oliver. Uh, so not that Oliver was above violence, but it seems that uh, whatever Jackie got, she kind of had it coming. It's a tip. Do we know if Kate ever had shiners? No. No shiners from Kate. No. It's right. a typical, so that, typical so, British woman. Why was she coming at him with a knife, though? I want to know why she's coming at him with a knife. I don't know. Maybe because he's he a big was... dude. It's probably making it even. Yeah. Is, yeah. He, is he like fucking another chick? Oh, he is fucking other chicks, right? Wasn't he doing Of course he yeah. 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 She was the other chick once. Yeah. He's also, he's <laughs> also getting lathered down in pubs and riding ropes. Yeah, that's what he's and that's, into. And that's what his that's yeah, what the boys. That's what the boys. <laughs> Imagine what he's doing with the yeah. women. Definitely roast the same, but naked. <laughs> Definitely lovely gravy. Yeah, yeah. lovely yeah, gravy. So, uh, lovely uh, gravy's uh, back from the dead. <laughs> and Oliver is. <laughs> you saved me from drowning, lovely gravy, and now yeah. I'm paying you back. He's a mentor. <laughs> Can you guys start calling me Charles Lovely Gravy Lemons? <laughs> lovely. So Ollie, I a British accent. He did get quite violent in general, but when it came to hitting women, it was most likely just Jackie, uh, who did try stabbing him. Reasonable self defense. We'll we'll put that on your own drawing. Yeah, we board. can discuss this on the up in the yeah, air. We can discuss it on the Joe Rogan podcast. MMA self defense. <laughs> Thanks. Let's get it. Yeah, have Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz break this yeah, out. This is not Alex Jones featured on the track. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So in the late 60s, he was up for the role of James Bond. As Sean Connery was putting his old uh, stupid hat up, uh, he was passed, though, by the production company because of his real-life antics. So you had told me to look into Oliver Reed a little bit before this. Right. And when I read this part about him being offered Bond, I just can't help but think what a missed opportunity. Yes. Because this guy sounds like the perfect James Bond. He is James he's Bond. He's yeah. pretty much a prick. He's an alcoholic, but he gets the job done. Right. Like, that's you nail all three aspects right there. And he's super patriotic. He loves the queen more than anything. You can't talk shit about the queen. You can't even think shit about yeah. the queen without him punching you in the face. Like, if at least Roger Moore was okay as Bond. Yeah. 
if he wasn't, I I would say this is like the biggest like miscasting well, ever. Well, the problem is, is that this is before yeah, Roger Lazenby. Moore George Lazenby. Fuck Lazenby, well, Lazenby. dude. They pe- what? Yeah, I so, thought it was Roger Moore that they picked. So over the, him. apparently, the thought process behind was Lazenby was a nobody, and they could sculpt his image oh. as opposed to a guy like Oliver Reed who was in the papers already for punching people in the face. Terrible and call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, Lazenby, Lazenby did two Bond movies, I think, or one. I think so. I, I, I think it was one. one. I think it was There's one or two. And then Moore did probably two, even right? like, and then Moore took over until. Right. Yeah, no, this is. Did he take over in t- until Brosnan? Or I think there was one more before. Bro- I actually don't there know. Been, no, there was the, in the eighties. They had um, who was the guy? There was he did two. It was another one like Lazenby, who was only in like a couple. Yeah, of no, movies. he he did, Randy he did two of them, and he well, that was Golden Gun. No. Fuck, I can't remember his name. I just still can't believe they passed on him. This is the biggest travesty of your script right now. The franchise behind Bond is very much, they're they're worried about how the person's portrayed in their private life and all this stuff. They need them to be a certain type. I mean, with Oliver Reed, he drank and he got shitty all over the place. The he broke shit. He, he just made a mess. Like with Idris Elba, he was too black. So they were like, no, no thanks. Uh, I think uh, I think Idris Elba would make a great Bob, but yeah. I think so, too. I'm using examples of good so Bond fortunately, contenders. Fortunately, uh, Farage stepped in and was like, we can't have Idris Elba <laughs> in now. Yeah, yeah. N- Nigel yeah. Farage was like, no, no, no. Yeah, he would have been a great Bond. La- Lazenby only did one Bond film. <laughs> he did On Her Majesty's Secret right. Service. And then Connery came back for one more Oh, where he turned Japanese. Right. Yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> and then Roger Moore. It was Roger Moore until Timothy Dalton did two. And then it was Brosnan and then Craig. Gotcha. Okay. Still. Thank you should for have, putting should us have, in Should have been Oliver Connery, Reed. Oliver Reed. Right. Yeah, and then more. No, like, fuck more. So, <laughs> so apparently he was at, um, after after getting passed up as Bond, I don't think he was really trying. Reed wasn't trying that hard to get Bond. It didn't seem like that. He didn't really care that much. Yeah. But when he heard that Lazenby had gotten the job, he was actually in a restaurant with Lazenby, and he, they were like within earshot of each other. And this is when he heard it, and, he, uh, and someone tells him, just like, oh, yeah, George Lazenby is going to be the new Bond. And Reed goes, uh, something English, you know, like, well, f- fucking poofta. Yeah. And Lazenby fucking KOs him from behind. Oh, oh shit. Oh. Just gives him a fucking sucker punch. Like, Cheap yeah, shot. Yeah, That's like, cool. fucking Oliver's like, he's the king's ferret. And Lazenby's like, bam, <laughs> bitch. So shitty. From behind, that's coward. Very coward. Unbond like. Yeah, very unbond. Yeah, that's why you only made one sh- film. Should have lost the role for he that. Did. <laughs> <We should've>. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. He did. That's, so, that's why Connery came yeah. back because Connery would punch you. In Connery the face. will hit your wife and then shit in your mouth. And yeah, <laughs> that man's a legend. I'm sorry that he's dead. That was a big fucking shock. I mean, not a shock because he's like eighty fucking million years old, but. I hope you're enjoying our coverage of Oliver Reed so far. I know I am. After recording this episode, we realized our runtime was about four and a half hours. So to be respectful of your time and the insane legacy of Oliver Reed, we're going to make this into a two-parter. Join us next week for some more debauchery, some more donkey behavior. And if you want to keep the momentum up, go watch some Ollie Reed movies. Look at how handsome he is. Really take it in. Watch him move the air with his unblinking eyes. And thank you, Shane, for listening. Dile que pienso en ella, aunque no piense en mí.
pienso en ella.